Butterflies, the aspirational podcast for the hopeless. And I am your hopeless host, Donna Scott. And I'm talking to you today from the historic village of Market Bosworth, where I have come for a stroll. And I am gazing at the facade of a Georgian manor house. At least I believe it's Georgian. The actual estate on which I'm standing has been here since, well, according to the signs, the Norman Conquest. Although what we know of the Norman Conquest is that it's very likely it would have taken over a Saxon stronghold, but the Harcourt family were the family who established this beautiful manor house, which has, and I am just standing in front of a beautiful picturesque moat there are lily pads everywhere. I can hear the birds in the in the woodlands just singing away. All these reeds. There are little little bubbles popping to the surface of, of the moat, indicating some life beneath the leaves. And there's an ornate wrought iron gate with some steps leading down from the the lawns, which uh, the family would have uh, doubtlessly used to come and gaze at their wonderful property going look we've got a moat every day they would come down and say look we can pretend we can't get over this and that our enemies can't get over us aren't we awesome so just walking around the parkland now there's like a an iron sculpture in the grounds as well of a black deer a black black stag as it were because the family who lived here were famous for having introduced the, the black deer, but they got rid of those in 1918. Although the signs do say that if we are patient and wait for sunset, we might see the little muntjac, Reeves muntjac, popping in and out of the woods to say hello and get confused for foxes, which so many people seem to do. They're not foxes, they have no bushy tails and they've got flipping book teeth. That magpie agrees. Just turning around the corner of the moat, it's very exciting because you can see a little bridge which looks like you can probably paddle a canoe underneath. Oh, that would be awesome. You could walk down to that lawn and go, ooh, look, we've got a moat. And there comes Gerald on his canoe. Oh, it's quite interesting. We've just been stopping and we've, we've just been chatting with an Indian doctor. And um, he had some interesting things to say about uh, coronavirus. Um, an, an elderly man, um, for, uh, you know, so he's a man and he's BAME, so he's like, I've got to really watch out. I want to stand many, many metres away from you. And it's like, and he's very knowledgeable about some of the things that have been going on and making comparisons between what we're doing in the UK and what's going on in India. And he says he's actually quite satisfied with the way we've handled it all. Britain's handled it all and and really put a a different perspective on it from some of the things that I've been reading and hearing and um, he's right we are very very lucky to to live in a country in which we have the NHS and here we are at this fantastic water tower yeah so the mansion is supplied by gravitation oh aren't we all supplied by gravitation (laughs) Boing. Yep, I landed. So, ooh, it's still in use today. But this is a really beautiful building and it just 
to think it's still functional. Oh, there's a spiral. Oh my goodness. So I imagine, I can't, because I can't quite identify all the bird song around me, but I've seen a little pied wagtail and we've seen a few robins today. Now, they do say you can tell when it's turning to autumn because the song of the robin changes. It becomes a lot more melancholic in its tone. I think I do. Uh, Good morning. <laughs> Lovely little fluffy white doggy. Um, I think I also become more melancholic in my tone at this time of year. And that said, it's also my favourite time of year. I love wearing a cardigan. Uh, cardigans are more like my favourite type of knitwear. Because you can show off your band t-shirt at the same time. And just flop around with your coat undone like my mother used to tell me off for. And there's like a sense of things being new but also very old. And that kind of like anticlimactic, sad, nostalgic feel that the summer is over. Because that's your freedom. That's gone, that is. But yet, yeah, with it come those exciting moments where you can meet your friends again. Oh, we're about to see a thing called Smut's Grave. Ah, so thing about Bosworth Hall is that there was a, a writer here called Florence Dixie and she was a campaigner for women's rights and an author and she was apparently a really keen traveller. So she published her first novel in 1877 when she was 22 called Abel Avenged, A Dramatic Tragedy. <laughs> and her husband was also a twin brother. Uh, what? No. No, it says, a year later, she travelled to Patagonia, accompanied by her husband and twin brother. Oh, I see what you mean there. That's Leicestershire for you. Um, <laughs> and his name was Alexander Beaumont Churchill Dixie. Oh, look at that for a name. A, B, C, D. Ah. Uh, and uh, when she came back, she published her journal recounting her expedition. So I've been to Patagonia. Here's my diary. And she dedicated it to the Prince of Wales. Dear Charles... Uh, the, the account was entitled Across Patagonia and then in which she writes about her numerous adventures, her observations of the flora and fauna to be found on the plains and her encounters with the inhabitants of Patagonia. <laughs> Gerald was quite startled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the end of the account she describes how she befriended a dog. <laughs> I just did. I just said hello to a dog. We've just we've got so much in common. We're authors. We've been places and I've just said hello to her dog oh the dog followed her on board the ship that was to bring her home and she felt that she couldn't abandon it so she brought the dog home with her that was her story she, she, kid just stole she kidnapped a dog she stole our cat the same way didn't yeah it's believed that this monument dedicated to the memory of a dog named Smut is the same dog that the lady <laughs> so, so we're about to see a, a memorial called Smut's Memorial oh there's little paw prints to show you that you're on the right path to the memorial. Huh. But they, they seem to go on beyond this like very closed-looking and rusted gate. Which we just walk around. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my depth perception is not brilliant. So Neil, who has to wear glasses the entire time, points out that when I see gates, he sees the fact that there is a path leading around the gate. Oh, I just see the gate. That gate is in my mind. I'm just following all the little paw prints. It's very exciting. I wonder what this grave is like. Maybe it's like Pet Cemetery, Stephen King. <laughs> Take me back to Argentina. <laughs> what is Patagonian? What is Argentinian for woof? Whatever Spanish book. Isn't Pat hang on, isn't Patagonia the part of Argentina where they speak Welsh? Yes. And German. 
Because that's where the Third Reich disappeared to. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying the Welsh are the Third Reich. <laughs> but, but although the word Reich sounds kind of Welsh. Reich. Oh, I'm nearly there. Poor print. Ow, that's Holly in my leg. Oh, it's, it's here, it's here. Oh. It's slightly broken. Yeah, it's sort of leaning to the side. It's got little birds drinking from little fountains around the corner. And there's a dedication, which appears to be to somebody, an, another type of dog. This is in memory of Teddy, a much-loved Lakeland Terrier. But here's the memorial to Smut. To Smut, a black and tan Old English Terrier, the property of Lady Florence Dixie, killed on the line Thursday. Oh God, I can't read that. Killed on the line Thursday, May 11th, 1876, near Roxall Station, Isle of Wight, being run over by a train while trying to trace his mistress, who had been on the same spot with him the day before she left England, which... Good grief. Which day was the days previous to that of the death. That's a bit tautologist. Was this woman a writer? He lies, God, it's underneath the flipping thing. He lies an old and faithful, ah, oh, can't read that. He's old and faithful, but he's right underneath. And I'm wearing combat trousers that won't give. And then there's a little poem, forget me not. My little sweet companion, gentle friend, Oh, think not lying in thy lonely grave, my thoughts can wonder or forget the spot where lies the last that earth can give of thee. Scan, doesn't scan that well. Um, the dearest, truest friend I ever knew, forget me not, I seem to hear thee say, forget thee never, never, while memory lives, can this sad heart do aught but dream of thee, and tend with gentle love thy last repose. Beneath this soil, slow crumbling to decay, sleeps but the shell of all that was so dear. Sweet little spirit, cost thou, oh, dost, dost thou hover round. Someone's had a go at that word. With the old faithful love of former days, death was not severed there. Death, oh, death has not severed thee. No, the train did that. <laughs> but only draws across life's dreary stage. The veil which hides that never dying life that shone so clear, immortal in thy spirit, want me where. That does what that is what it says. When I have sought my last eternal rest, I can rejoin thee, ne'er to part again. Florence Dixie. She wrote that. It's not that good. Yeah, what we've learned is um basically she she stole a dog. So basically we learned that she stole him from Patagonia, then left him behind. Well, she went travelling, so he killed himself under the train. Yes, that's exactly what happened. He went looking for her. She'd already not. She wasn't even in the same country. And also, I was in the Isle of Wight. She didn't even live there. No wonder the poor dog got confused. Right, we have zipped into the future, and my combat trousers have been exchanged for a nifty pair of jeggings at the hospice shop in Ashby to the Zooch, and now we're in Castle Donington. What? Monsters of Rock! <laughs> Things called download nowadays, dear. 
<laughs> Castle Download. Okay, and we are looking at the board for the Heritage Trail. So we're going to try and do a Heritage Trail. Right, okay, so here it is, the Heritage Trail around the streets. You are here by the marketplace. Anyway, this is our tour of villages in Leicestershire. And uh, we've just been for a meal and um, opened up the news while we were sitting there. And we've just learned that Diana Rigg has passed away. Yeah, that's, that's really sad. Well, I must admit, I've shed a little tear because she was a bit of an icon of mine. Um, from the time she was in the Avengers, uh, before I was born, but still, we used to watch that at lunchtimes at college. And I used to hang around the RE department with Dr. Alan Keithley. <laughs> and we would play the Avengers and the monkeys on DVD every lunchtime. Because that was a cool place to hang out. Of course, recently in Game of Thrones and the Detectorists. Yeah, and Doctor Who, where she starred with her daughter, Rachel Sterling. I'm feeling sad. Also, while we were in the pub, someone tried to call me from a Facebook Messenger group and that was one that was set up for a gig I did in New Zealand last Wednesday. So goodness knows what was going on there, but the people who start that group should probably be asleep now. So that... As it's half full. Dismiss! I'm in the middle of trying to pay for my meal. Go away. Oh, wow, 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 look. Pick up the meal in the venue. Look, Ladybird books. I haven't seen these. It's King Alfred the Great, a Ladybird adventure from history book. Oh my goodness. There's loads of them. The Vikings hat's got wings on. Yes, because that's what the Vikings wore in the 1970s. <laughs> Don't wear that now. Yeah, this is amazing. This is from 1956. Making a transistor radio. A Ladybird book, how to make your own radio. Wow. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Beautiful pictures. This book tells you something of what England was like a thousand years ago and of the King, Alfred the Great, who was on the throne. Very poorly bottom. Today, and then today has a, sep has a hyphen in it. Can you remember when books had a hyphenated todays in? No. There you go. Today, England is one country divided into c counties like Yorkshire and Devonshire, but a thousand years ago, it was made up of a number of small kingdoms, each with a different king. Yeah. Small children should be soldering their gents and make sure they get the solder. Allow the solder to call into... I used to solder when I was a child. Did you not solder? No. What? What kind of childhood? I was allowed to solder. I burnt my hands quite a lot, but, you know, I was allowed to solder. That's cool. I used to love making circuits. That's why I was part of the... Um, Dudley Able Child Technology Project because, you know, being an erstwhile genius, <laughs> I was there making computer programs and stuff when I was nine. Yeah, all this younger generation talk about being digital natives. Ah, getting, get in the line! I was there first. It's a bit of an early shutting day, I think, by the looks of it around here. So, there's not an awful lot to do. So, I think a lovely day nonetheless. We've been to Market Bosworth, Ashby de la Zouch is very good for shopping and here castle donnington which is not as rock and roll as i thought to be fair and we'll leave it at that coming up is this week's guest Ooh, i wonder who it's gonna be mm. so i am joined 
by Chris Purchase. Hello. Hello. Uh, welcome to the Lemonade Budget for Champagne Social Butterflies. Yeah. <laughs> that is a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> people often said that that's what people associate with me, a mouthful. So there we go. Oh, there uh, is. <laughs> How there are is. you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm very good, actually. I'm really good. Right. So you have been amazingly busy these past yes. few months, I would say. Yeah. Months, My- you're getting busier. I'm getting busier. That's that is the that's the truth of it. Is I'm getting busier, not quieter. My my um, daughter, my eldest, turned around to me today and said, "I didn't realise how busy you are." It's <laughs> like it's because you're at school. That's yeah, what it yeah. is. <laughs> and your career didn't fall apart. That's <laughs> that's what it is. You can't. You don't get to just do something small. You have to build. I have to I've had to build it all up again. So uh, yeah, working hard, but it's good. It's going really well really really enjoying it okay it was like like a few was you had little bits going online before lockdown started mm. so you had your podcast with the rude yeah. word <laughs> oh yeah 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 <laughs> i i've stopped it though i, I yeah. tried to re- i'm not the, i think the problem with my podcast was that i ran out of things to talk about after i talked about because it not not things in total but because I've been talking about things that were pretty emotional and dramatic. It was hard to follow it up. So I was like, ah, we'll just, everyone's got a podcast. Let's do some other stuff. So I've now like, I was doing that. And then I restarted it during the lockdown. Then I was like, nah, it's too many things. It's too many. I I do a show every day. And on Thursdays, I do two shows. And it's hard enough to do that without having to then also do a podcast. But it might come back. Who knows? Who knows, Donna? So you you now you've heavily invested in in the YouTubing, as YouTubing, it were. Twitching. YouTube streaming, twitching. Yeah, streaming. Yeah. So you, Every- you've you've gone for a multi multi pronged approach to getting your your, your audience growing. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. You have to. You can't just. We don't live in. It's twenty twenty. You know. You can't just be like, oh, they'll see me in a club. They're not going to remember your name in a club. They're going to be drunk. They're going to be drunk. They barely remember the name of the person next to you, next to them, let alone the name of the comedian. They'll remember your joke. They'll be like, oh yeah, I remember the, there was that guy that did that joke about that thing. And um, it's really hard to Google that. That guy that did that joke about that thing. Oh no, 14 million. So I just, I, as many as I do on, online and as much as I do, I was doing it online a lot because I have my, I had quite a big following online anyway. And then I just thought, take it all online. I enjoy this. This is, this is my office. You're looking at it. I know your listeners aren't going to see it, but you're looking at where I work every day. And uh, it, that normally there's a big screen behind me so that I've, this is my dining room. But normally there's a big green screen behind me. So <laughs> I, that, I feel like I know your dining room. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like your great wallpaper and everything. Oh, I yeah, should yeah. explain to the to listeners. Um, right. So Chris Purchase, a comedian uh, and pretty much activist as it were for for mental health issues and uh i've known you for a long long time and 11 years 11 yeah it is 11 years isn't it because we started pretty much the same time and we were always on the mic circuit together and and then you went and did loads and i kind of (laughs) stopped you stopped though that and that's the difference is that but you didn't stop writing you're still like an author that's i that's i'm jealous of that i would love to be an author 
Uh, and I just can't, I lack, I've started so many books and I lack the uh, attention span. Like, I can't even, I lack the attention span for these sentences, Donna. I, I don't even have the attention span to, like I'll get through two or three chapters and I'll be like, this is it. This is the novel I finish. And then I'll go, oh no, 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 I don't. And then I'll start another project and I'll start doing streaming or I'll start building something. Or I so think that's... it's good to build things though. I mean, a lot of, um, because I know a lot of people who are like other comedians or writers and yeah. a lot of people have been struggling in the past few months to sort of like commit to the projects that they promised themselves to do ordinarily yeah. Yeah. and so you might it might seem like there's like now a few more people online but it's not that many really is it no I we uh, so there's a few comics that have obviously made the transition a, like Ignacio Lopez is a good friend of mine he's obviously does massive amounts online and has got huge for it you know he's like all his 15,000 followers or whatever on Twitter and things like that. And it's just, it, he's living off that. That's what he's living off at the moment. And that's great. I mean, I don't know, obviously I don't know his financials. I am only from what, from it, what it appears from the outside, I think is an accurate thing. Done. And I, and I'm the same, that's my job now. And you can either pour your life and soul into it, or you can just do it for fun. You can't, it's not, I always felt like with comedy, you could kind of get by, with just the right amount of effort, like you could, if you could, you get to a certain level and you could just kind of stop if you fancied it. Like you could just tick along doing gigs every now, like, like eight gigs a month would be enough. And you just did, you could do that. You can't do that with online stuff because no, no one's watching and going, oh, I can't wait for that show that might be happening in six days or maybe it's three. You have to consistently do it the day you say you're going to do it at the time otherwise everyone's just loses their attention span yeah, and goes somewhere yeah. else so if you're going to do it you have to pour your heart and soul and there's a bunch of comedians who did and a bunch of comedians who kind of dipped their toe in and then went do you know what it's not for me and that's fair enough we all like different i love see i love this i love i love that me and you talking like this is like my perfect way of talking to people i'm not <laughs> i get a lot of social anxiety and i love this i i love twitch so I, if you don't know if you haven't been onto it i love the community and the interactivity of it and on youtube as well i love the all of my shows now are interactive i don't have anything where the audience don't constantly have uh interject into the show I, I, I all of the shows is what's your opinion let's talk about it what's your opinion let's talk about it. because and that's what i've always wanted from comedy but it's quite hard in a comedy club whereas now it just i've got another screen over here and it comes up on that screen their chat and i go oh gary 37 you said this let's talk about that oh 121 you said this i don't know why they're all boomers but they are <laughs> <laughs> But that's what I've always wanted, just that level of interactivity, you know? I suppose it's quite handy. So that, like, people, people can basically talk over you with their typing and it's yeah. not disturbing what you're actually saying either. <laughs> no, and also, uh, other, I, what, my, the way my audience has grown is that people have come back, like I get more people watching it during the week than watched it live. So live will get between 50 and 100 people, which is, you know, for a gig is fine. It's, it's a good number. If I... Uh, in a live gig, if you had a hundred people at a live gig, you'd be like, this is a good gig. This is a nice gig. Whereas, uh, and then during the week, I'll get two, 3,000 watching it. Uh, and then they're the people that then come back and buy a t-shirt or whatever, you know. So it's that, it's it, the, the performance, when you leave a club, that's just that performance. When you do it online, it just stays there. People can come back and watch it embedded. On, on. They're not going to my YouTube. They're watching it embedded through my site, which is 
it makes my numbers really low. And YouTube is like, hey, your numbers are really low. I was like, yeah, I don't want them to go through YouTube. I want them to watch it on my site. But they're not your numbers, YouTube. <laughs> ah, I know that doesn't I mean I must anything. admit, though, because like YouTube, the monetization aspect of YouTube, they've put it, they've put quite a barrier to creators, mm -hmm. haven't they? In that yeah. you have to have, like, within a 12-month period, 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 hours of watching. And I'm like, it yeah. looks at mine and goes, you've got 11. <laughs> 11. Well, yeah, I've only got 306. It's not like I'm, I'm smashing it on YouTube. It's... Um, you, uh, my big audience is my mailing list. I've got over 10,000 on my mailing list. And so they're the ones that watch it during the week on my website. And you kind of have to have that because YouTube is great, but there's so much on YouTube that if it's not your audience, they're like watching you for five minutes and they're like, oh, you know what? I've watched the bit I wanted to watch. I'll go watch somewhere else. And an hour show on YouTube is, is not really effective. Whereas on Twitch, it's the other way where people expect longer things. Like I always do, every morning I do a half an hour show and I hardly ever get anyone from Twitch because they just aren't, they're like, oh, it's not been up long enough. So people aren't like engaging with it. But the other day I was just streaming me playing a game for two hours and it was like loads of people talking. And I do Dungeons and Dragons on a Thursday night with people like live Dungeons and Dragons where I'm the dungeon master. And again, loads and loads and loads of people join in because it's a long, long session and they're just getting involved with it. And that's what they want on Twitch. It's just two different demographics, shorter videos on YouTube and longer sessions on twitch my, my daughter summed it up quite nicely twitch is where you go because you know it's live so mm. you know that that thing is happening there and then and you're involved and i was like oh that's a re that's a really lovely sentiment you know just the idea that you're feeling a bit left out a bit alone so you drop and by drop onto your community it's what us geeks always wanted yes it's what we always a continual always present community that's what we wanted and now we've got it yeah, so it makes a difference. Um, no, because I've been hugely missing going to conventions. Exactly. They were like my holidays. <laughs> yeah, I imagine you like for you that you were like queen of the conventions, Donna. I thought that you and uh, you and you would have loved it, right? I held my own. <laughs> you held your own. <laughs> but you get you see, I like so games expo wasn't on this year so we couldn't go to that and but it actually was it was online and uh john robertson and rick caranza um well rick caranza put on a show and booked me and john for it which was star wars versus star trek and he did marvel versus dc and he brought us on as panels and but expo had booked it on twitch so they were you'd be in a room online on twitch with one lot of people and then they press raid which moves that entire audience to another room and they were just going from stream to stream to stream as if it was games expo but not for real just digitally so you just get like 100 people drop onto the stream suddenly and we were we were like playing this uh, panel together even though we weren't there and it was just it was all virtual and it was lovely you know was, and that you had to buy tickets i think they had to have like some kind of digital wristband to um be involved but yeah it was uh it was weird, but great. I would, uh, weird, that seems to work a lot better than the one on Discord. Discord is like, yeah, okay, we're going to have a presentation now. Oh, no, we've reached our limit of people. Oh, Discord's <laughs> different. Discord. Discord's yeah. different because Discord is like um, internet chat room yeah. level stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not like with us, it's uh, with, with Twitch, it's more 
like it's more videos whereas discord is just people talking it's like old school chat rooms when uh when, i heard that, that, that was alliance then with us with us it's like this <laughs> oh because discord's i mean discord's like an additional tool for streamers you go on yeah. and you like we we all have our own I, I don't really use mine yet but um i'm not big enough on twitch um but when you do you just have a continual chat room there that people drop in questions and stuff and i've there's some streams where they're like technical help and people drop in and say hey i've got this technical problem could you do a stream about that and people are like yeah that's a great idea and so then that, that lovely feedback from the community but it's just a different kind of community so i think discord's a bit of a um if you're a very a super nerd i even i'm a bit st stressed at uh, discord but one of my um the, Dungeons and Dragons friends, he loves it because it's got bots and you can put programming in it and you can make it do voting. And, and I'm like, I don't, I just want to talk to people. And he's like, yeah, but if I press I, this, that, this, then it'll roll a dice for you. And I'm like, and I have a dice here that I can just, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm quite a techie guy, but uh, I, 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 love, I love the idea of this guy. I've got it, I've even got it like here on my task bar but i think i'd need to devote a day to learning about what it was i'm sure because did you have pictures in it or anything like that Do yeah you know, if you, there's like lots of gifs and rolling stuff like that <laughs> sometimes that's easier than just expressing an idea i'll find a gif ah. <laughs> yes exactly yeah yeah that's it so yeah that's but, uh, it's going quite well i'm really enjoying it that's brilliant brilliant you say you got merch as well yeah hey yeah. did you not know that Oh, I've, I've seen some of the logos that so you have logos in the corner. There's like, like neon. Those ones. That's my, that's my show. So that's Sunday night with Chris purchase. That's just my, that's like my show. I wear it. It's my t-shirt that I wear on the show, but um, I made it into a t-shirt, but there's, I've got like one that says opinions aren't facts mm. and hero of the week. Cause we've got a hero of the week section and um, good news. <laughs> just says good news. Cause we've got a good news section. And then there's like one for the, there's some for the Dungeons and Dragons one, which is slay some goblins. And at the moment we've got a, um, uh, a competition going because we're going to rename. So currently the Dungeons and Dragons show is called Chris DMs the world, which I realized uh, I'm not a dating guy, but I realized that it sounds <laughs> like I was going to slide into everyone in the world's DMs. And, um, <laughs> and the, my, um, the, the people that play it were like, Oh yeah, it doesn't sound like D and D that's, and I was like, okay, so we've now got a competition running so that, someone's going to rename it. We're going to pick the top three out of all of the community. Then they're going to, um, then the community are going to vote out of the three who, who wins. And then the person that wins, I'm going to design a logo, put it on a t-shirt and send them that t-shirt. And that'll be the name of the show. So there's quite some, some really good options, some really bad options, but there's some really good options. And I love it. My favorite, favorite one at the moment is, because um, the whole show is completely improvised. Like, I don't, I do basic preparation, get some names of, if you, if, if you're, you know, you played D&D, &D, um, but. Oh names. God, a long time ago. I keep yeah, telling people but... the last time I played any role playing, this is, this is really sad of me. And I, I know, was a French I know maid. I was really, really <laughs> petulant. I was really petulant because like, we were like, I got given a character sheet ready. So somebody built me a character yeah, and I yeah. went and played so I could just join in the game. And then we spent, like half an hour rolling dice like decide how many pints we were going to drink at this this pub in this game and i was like none of us actually have any actual beer here there's some oh, I see. 
Yeah, no, see, normally drinking is heavily in D&D is something that people drink a lot with. But no, yeah, no, I see what you mean. But um, yeah, we, I, see, we, it's, it's, ours is like pared down, so it's like really simple. So I say, I'll do the story and all the voices, and then I'll be like, so here's your decisions. Put the number one in the chat for this decision and number two in the chat for this decision, and then it, I count up how many we got of each and then that's it it's that easy and then we roll dice to see who hits things if you convince someone how to do stuff um and it's really like basic but because it's basic loads and loads of people get involved just because it's so easy you know and that's what you want it's just something a bit fun and people there's drinking games uh there's the sayings the solid jeff solid jeff's our character that they so that he wasn't I, I made all these characters for them and i was like these are the people on the adventure and then they met a tavern keeper called jeff and they were like we're taking jeff and i was like i don't want to <laughs> i haven't written him in and they were like he's coming he's coming so Solid Jeff has arrived on the t- Solid Jeff and the Sword of Bludgeon. Leaving an empty pub, just like his wife and kids. Just is like the left. recession. You were yeah. in the recession in your in your world. <laughs> I have my own recession and my own economic downfall, which is just the true. Soup, of there is the smoking ban, and it has ruined everything <laughs> yes. across the land. <laughs> you may only be in ye old groups of six, ye rule of six. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The rule of six sounds like something that's part of the Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people getting very upset about it, but like, do you actually have? They're also going. Oh, I can only six six friends. They have, they are miscounting. They can have five friends. Yeah, you can have five <laughs> friends, and you, buddy. If there's a wedding, that's just you and the bride's parents. Oh, <laughs> aren't weddings exempt? They can have a third uh, at their wedding no. still. No, no, some weddings are exempt if Ooh. you've been tested. That's what I read, but it changes daily via, via Twitter, which is <laughs> really useful. Uh, it's good and it's bad in one respect, or in most respects. It's good in another respect because I do a daily news show. So I, get, I have some news just to read in the morning and be like, okay, guys, today, these are the new rules for your country. And it's, it's become very Viva Vendetta. Yeah, I'll uh, tell you what, it's been really useful, your your show. I've um, normally walked really the dog useful. at yeah. the time when your show is on, um, okay. but I've had a deadline this week, so I've had to forego the, the dog walking for a bit, saying I'm really, I really need the hour before work. So while yeah. I'm making the cup of tea, I'll put you on and I go, <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Oh. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's happened last night. That's, uh, that's, that's really what it was. It was, I was cause I, so I started that show just because I was getting annoyed at how much news there was. I was like, I don't know how to disseminate anything because it's all so overwhelming. So then I thought maybe I'll do a show which is like half an hour of what the basics is. And then if anyone needs basics are, basics is. is. Um, and then if anyone wants to dig deeper into it, they can. And if they don't, then they don't have to. And then they've been, they know what's going on in the world rather than constantly being like, are we on fire again? I don't know. What's the plague today? Have we hit <laughs> locusts? I've painted a red mark on my door. Is that going to protect my eldest son? It's people don't know what's going on. I, and that was what I started it for. Cause I was like, oh, I don't know what's going on. I need yeah. to make sure. And, I, and then I started waking up at 4am in the morning. I was like, well, might as well be productive. So, so I started yeah. to spend three hours writing and researching every morning and then do the show and then, Work it's so well put together, I must say. It really Thank is. Thank you very much. Honestly, this is like the most janky put together studio in the entire world. But it is, I did it, like there's an old TV on the wall 
so that I can read chat while I stream, uh, while I perform, but it is an old, it doesn't even have a stand. I had to go, I had to dig out a stand from the basement that we accidentally bought one year, drill holes in the wall. It's, it's so old, but it just works. Everything, the ring light, there's like a discount ring light and other people, other things like the mic and the camera are where people raise money during the show. Like I was like, we need a better mic. We need a better camera to make this better. And people, and people, so the camera, someone actually just bought, someone was like, there's 150 quid. There you go. And then the, the, the microphone people donated half of it. And then one guy was like, there you go. There's the last of that money. Now go and buy that microphone. And it's just so weird that people want the shows to do well. And every time, I just reinvest it directly into the show so that it's better for everyone rather than it being just, just for me. You know, I'm not buying video games or anything. I just make sure that every stream is a bit better than the last one. It must place quite an onus on you because it's like people have invested in you, isn't it? Yeah, but then that's a reason to make it better. You know, it, people, this is the thing with comedy was you could go to a stand-up gig and you could perform and you'd get your money anyway. Unless you were terrible or the promoter was awful, you would get your money anyway. <laughs> um, it, whether you did well or whether you did badly, you'd get the same amount. Whereas if I do well, I get a lot of people giving me little donations. And if I do badly, no one donates. And that's, I don't like the term donation because I work for it. So I, th I like tips better actually. Um, so they'll, they'll pay you and it's a tip. They're like, I have given you this much money because I have that much, uh, invested in the show. And now I'm part of the show. And I love that. I absolutely love that. I love that. I uh, will come off a stream on a high and I'll be like, that was a great show. That was a great show. And then I'll, I've paid like a gas bill or, uh, my council tax because of the stream. And I love that. I, and I even love coming off a stream. I'm like, that was a bad show. The video didn't work properly. I wasn't well prepared and I'll see that no one's tipped and I'll be like, yeah, fair enough. That's what I deserved. Fair enough. Next one's going to be better. And it just drives me constantly. I'm always trying to make it better and better and better. This weekend's are going to be the best. And the next week I've got, like when you see the shows for the mornings from Monday, it might not be from Monday, it might be from Tuesday. You're going to be like, oh my God, this is a huge step up because I've just been so, like I've been working 10 to 15 hours a day on, on getting them better. And the mic quality is better now as well. I, Windows had set my mic to a level that it, it, you can, it, it does it automatically. And I didn't realize this, but there are inbuilt settings in Windows that when you plug a mic into a computer, it automatically decides what you are going to use that mic for. Not that is a USB mic. They're probably going to use it for a good reason. It <laughs> sets a setting from somewhere between telephone and DVD. And those are, those are arbitrary settings that it has decided on. And mine was set to cd quality and i was like i i don't even own a cd player anymore i don't know why it would be <laughs> at that quality i don't even have my computer doesn't have a disk drive so um i've had to up because it was just really tinny and now you can probably hear it's it's quite nice and smooth but yours is probably doing the same donna it was an update for unless you've got a mac it's it was an update for windows arbitrary knowledge. yeah probably that yeah no need so how are you um envisaging your any return to live stuff at the moment i'll be honest i'm not that's what i've been saying to the whole time is i love this too much not the lockdown i should <laughs> let's make that clear <laughs> i love everyone dying um no i don't that's not what i love i love this the what I, I'm, I'm a big fan of tech i'm a big fan of progress i'm a big fan of 
um, communities. I love the build. I love the fan base. So my fan base has always been like, and, and you know, you've been to a lot of the shows, always been people that I know and get to know better. So I've got like groups of people that come to shows just because they want to, either they want to talk about mental health or they want to talk about Dungeons and Dragons or they want to talk about, uh, I had at one point I've taught a show that was about getting custody of my kids. And that was a lot of people were coming to that. And, um, all the time these communities just come and we talk. I'm always, you know, I'm always at the door talking to them to see how they enjoy the show. If there was something better we could do. And uh, that is exactly what this is, is just constantly having those people there at the show ready to talk to you about why they enjoyed it and what what was the reason they watched it and that's all all i've ever wanted from a show i i would pick this i said this yesterday i would pick this over an arena tour any any day i would rather have this where i set up i'm in control of everything from the green screen to the room i'm in it's always my dining room to the green screen to the dining room my mic i do all the tech i'm in full control and then my audience is directly proportional to the effort i put in so i would i would love this to be my whole life so i do i do still do live stuff but um not not nearly as much. i haven't been like chasing it so i've got like some corporates and i've started doing that's the other thing is i don't do corporate shows live now i do them via zoom mm. i've got four booked this month and then i've got and another and a, a hosting one and then i've got another three next month and they're so much better again uh, normally corporates are like a nightmare thing for comedians where you travel loads of miles you get paid decently because that's the point of corporates you perform to people who half of which aren't interested or more than half like 90 percent aren't interested because they're just there for business and then and then you have to drive all the way home and you have to be there an hour before and you have to be there for half an hour afterwards and it's always a little bit hard and i'm making it out I'm, but these are the negatives it's obviously it's great fun for being a comedian it's better than you know any of the jobs that i had before and um but this i got i joined the zoom call like two minutes before i'm supposed to start and then when i when it's over i leave the zoom call and that's it yeah and i'm no home, traffic home. yeah exactly no traffic we worked out that sorry i just banged it we worked no out no bread rolls thrown at your head <laughs> well yeah no motorway service food no ginsters that's the thing and we worked out that due to so we i was really worried because i was like oh no my earnings are down crazy amounts because of covid19 how are we going to live through it and then it turned out that because of not traveling so the food the car the petrol because of that i earned about the same <laughs> mm -hmm. and i was like that's a ridiculous it should my, my petrol shouldn't cost half of your wages so it's better donna yeah i'm not gonna die like at 3 a.m when i nod off on the m5 I must admit, there was um i watched one of diana spencer's uh videos from march march yeah. issue this year where she she works, she goes through the breakdown and it's a proper schlep, isn't it? When you, you take into account all the things you need to sub subtract. Yeah. You've got to, it's, it's so. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's when I didn't realize, cause you don't, you just do it. When you, when it's your job, you just do it. You just go out, you drive, you do it. You eat, you drink, get petrol. You just do it because that's, that's the job. You don't, and, and you love the job. You don't, it's part of it. It's same for anyone who loves their job. You do the, the negative stuff you don't even see because you really love your job. But when you stop doing it and you have to take account of things, 
I started to be like, well, there's these people I have to chase all the time. And there's this money that goes on petrol and this money that's gone on breakdown calls. Cause and I've got like, I, my, if your car breaks down, it's like 400, 500 pounds. If it's 3am on a Sunday, which it's happened a bunch. Um, it's always on a Sunday when it's like an emergency <laughs> call out rate. I, last time was, I was coming back from London. I just filmed for the BBC, uh, their pilot of a, I'd been the host for their first ever virtual reality DVD, uh, virtual reality comedy show, which was like three or four years ago. And I was driving back and it was like, an, I was like amazing because we filmed in this warehouse and I was like, oh my God, that was amazing. It's three years ago it was because I was thin. Um, I was like, oh my God, it's You're thin now. <laughs> yeah, but I got big again. Do you remember I, <laughs> I got, there was a big bit in the middle. Uh, this is back down again. But um, uh, I, like, I was driving back, I was like, this is amazing. And then it went, and it was 2 a.m. on a Sunday morning. And me and my wife had to, the only thing we had in the car for us to stand in, it was, it was, um, it was freeze, it was minus three. And the only thing we had in the car were uh, sleeping bags left over from a camping trip. So we were both sat with sleeping bags wrapped around ourselves for three hours on the side of the road. And I was like, this has ruined the excellent night I had. Why, what is this? And now, and, and you don't realize that those are actually not uncommon. That happens mm. very often. You get those kind of things or a near miss or I used to, I think I used to nod off in my car one or two times a month and it would like, I'd be driving up the M5 at 2am in the morning and I'd go like, and I'd just nod and I'd be like, right, time to pull over. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'd pull on, you pull off into, it's always Gloucester services. Yeah. Pull off into services. And yeah, the only, that's the only reason I say the M5 it's my favorite service. Uh, so that is, that is why I can't drive because I just fall asleep too much. Yeah. When it's two in the morning and you're coming back from Cornwall, yeah, you've got like a seven-hour drive. You, you, and you should pull over and go to sleep. But if you get a hotel room, then it, there's no point in doing the gig because it costs money. And yeah, so this is better, Donna. I'm safer. <laughs> I'm happier. I might not be earning as much, but I'm spending a lot more time with my kids and my wife. And if I can do this all the time, I do lots of things. You see, so I do my. Every day I do the morning show. Every Thursday I do the Dungeon Dragons. Every Sunday is the comedy show uh, roundup. And then I also stream in between that. And that's, that's also a show because it's two, three hours of playing games and talking to people online, entertaining. And it's just fun. Just constant, unending fun <laughs> with a lot of stress behind the scenes because the tech keeps failing. So... <laughs> You've been on the stream when I've been like, the sound isn't working. I'm so sorry. I'm so I'm screaming. That was really early days, though. Yeah, I know. You, what, what's happening with time? We don't know. It's like, that was probably only a couple of weeks ago. It, 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 was, it was a while ago, wasn't it? it was I've only been doing the morning show a month, I think, or three weeks. <laughs> it just feels like, I can't remember. It feels like time is stretched out. But Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, li I like this. I don't like the pandemic. I hate it, but I like what's happened to my career. So I'm quite pleased. I mean, depending on how it goes, I might do live shows again where it's just, you know, like I did before, where I book rooms and go and do my own show. But I kind of like all the people online. I know that that doesn't, no one says that too often, but I kind of like. But it's your, it's your people in it. It's my it's your people. people with you. And, and that's, that's, I think that's, that is a thing. So like, um, I've recently read um, an article where, where Josie Long was talking about how awful it's been for her yes. online. 
and um, yeah about the abuse you got yeah she's, she's mm. been having a, a proper rough old time and yeah. that is the scary thing about being online and the reason why i didn't do it for ages because i was just afraid of yeah. being trolled yeah. um i was on the chase and the, uh, as you, it was it was repeated a few weeks ago was it? A few weeks ago yeah um oh yeah no, I, TV. Saw. I did see it i did see it i yeah. went and i looked at it and was um yeah, I watched. No, I didn't watch it, but I saw your clip on Facebook. Yeah. So when I was on the chase, I got some weird stuff <laughs> of people. Did you get? See, I've had people. So I had to take my wife off of the admin for my fan page because people were sending me pictures of their penis, <laughs> and and it was, and I thought, and I was, I was like, fair, fair enough, you know. That's I wasn't. It wasn't right, but I was like. Uh, you know, people do that. But Option then I purchase. realized, yeah, <laughs> as if I was, as if I was going to do it. But Next bird, I think, I think you'll find that that looks like congenital. <laughs> yeah, I think that, well, that's amazing. Congenital genitals. <laughs> um, but what it was in the end was I was like, all this is, is they're using me as a delivery system to send my wife dick pics. So I just think that I don't feel, they didn't know obviously that she was an admin, but I was like, in the eye, I took her off. And then someone offered me 200 pounds for a pair of my socks. And I was like, mm. <laughs> it was weird. And, and I, I've had that kind of stuff. I haven't had the abuse that Josie went through. I got a, a lot of, a, I got attacked a lot in the early days of comedy by a few people for being on, because I was a bit confident and arrogant, which I still am. And, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to lie about that. Um, but I got attacked a lot and it, that was bad for my mental health. But then I just started blocking everyone that I that did that. And I was like, oh, that's why haven't I been doing that forever? I'll just block, block, block. And we've got, we've, that's all. And it just really helped. But I, I am a man and I do not get the same level of abuse that women get, which is absolutely disgusting. And I've loved seeing the retaliations that, have been have started to happen where they've sent the pictures to their mum or they've sent it to their boss and been like did you know that your um your employee is a sex offender and things like that and i love do that my favorite one was where a woman had been sent dick pics and she said um she's her reply was uh why would you send me a picture of a child's penis <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and i'm reporting you to the police why is that a child thing and i was like that is a great response but they shouldn't have to they shouldn't have to respond with a quip or a joke you know it should just be not people should be not monsters is the truth of it donna but be it, it's like the thing is about the chase what you know, i noticed when i was on the chase is that maybe the level of questions are not that brilliant but that is that is what the people who watch it want what, not and brilliant. then they're the ones who are responding they're really really thick well, they're really thick why what some was of, it because some of the things i got were just like it's like not even a basic sentence was up to them and so like she's got oh. two up her jumper she's what? got two up her jumper it's a bolero <laughs> what does that mean even what does she's got to? I I know what it means. They, they I don't made, need... They'd observed that I had yeah, but... two. I mean, what, Which is, what I mean, I could have had three. Like... They counted <laughs> them. Yeah, I mean, you're not the you're not the one from Total Recall. But what was the what was the? How do you even? 
start thinking that's okay? First of all, how do you start thinking that's okay? And why that? What, what's that? <laughs> what's that? Who's that? What, who was like, oh, I thought of some genius thing I need to share with the world. She's got two upper jumper. Boom! <laughs> that's it. I'm done forever. I don't ever need to make another joke. Who's, it doesn't even... It's not even a thing, Donna. Like all of the fetishists as well. So there's there was hair fetishists, but mind you, my hair did look amazing. Is there? Uh, I didn't know that. Uh, boob fetishists and shoe fetishists. They just they're all so watch new. it and they're just like, let's just see what's on the chase. There seems to be a, this this corner of the internet where they look, they 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 watch for, they try to, like more overtly sexualize people who are on the mundane programs. Right. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what they could do? They, it would be better off doing it with the chasers, wouldn't it? Rather than the chasees. Is that what it is? Just yeah. Paul Sinner. Just people telling them he's sexy. But, but you know, he'd know that, so. <laughs> he'd know that. He would know that. I just, I can't believe that people do that. Why, why do it? Who does it help? Helps no one. I'm, I'm pretty, I just, I, two up a jumper. I don't, I don't even know where to start with it. It's just two upper jump as, as if you'd be like oh thanks <laughs> as if you, it's not even a, there's no adjective is that even an adjective there I mean, there's no describing words you no know? describing words what, so what basic two upper jumper <laughs> yes and as if you were gonna as if it was like oh thank you for pointing that out i, I, I mean it's not impressive even a dog can count to seven <laughs> <laughs> even a dog can count to seven. Oh my god was that your comeback? How did you even know? Did they find you? Were they yeah. tagging? Yeah. How did they know? How did they know you were the right because one? Because what you do is when you're on the chase, you very excitedly tweet to your people, oh, I'm on the chase. And then they yeah, find you. <laughs> and then they look up the, the phrase, I'm on the chase. Yeah, no, fair enough. I see how they'd find you there. But it's, it's I'm just, I'm blown away by the two upper jumper because it's not even something you'd shout out of a moving car if you were a weird misogynist is it you've oh, got two up your jumper as you go past it's, it's like i don't know how to react to that that's um it wasn't even a jumper yeah it's, yeah it's not even a jumper but i mean let's not go into the whole problem with knitwear let's go into the fact that man pointed out i'm guessing see i didn't even know if it was a man but it was a man yeah. uh, that man <laughs> just pointed out the fact that you are a lady with mammaries like a lot of ladies in the corners of my blouse <laughs> yeah two upper jumper maybe he thought maybe he didn't realize that women had breasts and he was like oh my god that woman has two upper jumper as in like bombs and he was worried for everyone on set oh my god a potential terrorist here to take down shane what's his name Shane Ritchie? No, that's a different guy. <laughs> different thing. No, it's Bradley. Bradley Walsh. Bradley so, yeah. Walsh. Yeah. yeah I the, just um, assume that they're all Doctor the same. Doctor Who companion. I haven't watched it since uh, the changeover to Cabaldi. Cabaldi. Uh, I found him annoying, <laughs> and then I changed. I like. I love him as an actor, but I thought as a as a, a Doctor Who, I did not enjoy him. So I stopped. I stopped watching because I loved Tennant. I loved Smith. Uh, big fan of them. Um, I even love McGann, and no one says that. No one's a McGann fan. Ah, I think you'll find that. Out. He's he's lovely. He's uh, I've, I've got him. He's uh, he represented um, Neil on our wedding cake. Did the Eighth oh, Doctor? No, the Eighth Doctor. See, yeah, I love and I'd Idris the Tardis representing me. 
Uh, <laughs> I, see, I love um, is that because you're bigger on the inside? Is that what it is? Is that what it was? Yep. He was like, yep. two up your jumper, and there shouldn't be any. She's bigger on the inside. Um, but yeah, that's I, I so, am big on the inside now. <laughs> oh, you, oh, yes, yes, you are. What's yeah, I don't even cold. know what this <laughs> I, I can't say you can't say that. I mean, just I have to stop before I say something reactionary. That's what I have to do. Um, well, when I have to have my surgery last year, um, like my in, if I ever turned over in bed, all my intestines would just go shloop <laughs> to the uh, side of my body. <laughs> it would wake me up. <laughs> was it a hysterectomy? Is that what you, you had? um? My tumor was the size of a child. Oh yes, that was it. <laughs> I, but was I don't know what it was. I remember you the pictures of you, of you being like, and it it was this big. Um, oh my god! I bet you feel a lot better for it though, <laughs> not having that around. How much did it weigh? Um, well, I weighed myself after, so at least a stone. Jesus. <laughs> I bet that was I bet that was good. I bet you were like, hey, <laughs> that's like I can eat a whole packet of digestives now without feeling guilty. I bet that's what you did. It was that was impossible for ages. Couldn't eat anything. It's a loss even more. You lost it. Lockdown luggage. Lock lockdown luggage. You see, I, I that's what you needed. I got a coffee addiction. <laughs> that's what I did. That was what I've been drinking. I've just finished it. It's what time is it? It's like twenty to three. I should not be drinking coffee at this time, especially not something called Skull Crusher, which is three times the caffeine. But oh my I've just, goodness! I've just finished a flask of it. So you should just get an addiction to caffeine and then quickly ramp up those stomach ulcers, so that you can never have to eat. <laughs> Okay, so that's we've been we've actually been going longer than the forty minutes. So oh, sorry. We're yeah, sorry. that's quite good though. Uh, so I should I should ask you, mm-hmm. I should ask you what I ask everybody who who does this is, yeah. um, do you have an aspirational mantra? As we are the aspirational podcast for hopeless um, people, do you have an aspirational mantra that you would like to share? What's the difference between aspirational and inspirational? It's something aspirational is something that you would like to actually get to okay. as opposed to something you would like to project on others. Uh, well, I, I've got what keeps me going now, uh, which is that you, you can't fail till you're dead. That's the thing that keeps me going because I used to think that there was a time limit on everything and that, you know, you'd, you'd hit like, I'm 38 now. I was like, I'd hit a wall and I was like, that's it. Might as well give up. And now I'm like, uh, because I started running, it like taught me to just put one front foot in front of the other and just keep going until the end rather than worrying about how fast I got there or when I got there. And so I, that's it now. It's like, I, you can't, you know, you haven't failed until you're dead. You can't be until you've got no opportunity to try again, you have infinite opportunity. So mm. that's my, that's my thing that gets me. That's my mantra. I know it sounds, what it sounds like is something you'd read in a little book of calm, but, I, I'm collecting uh, these. So I'm going to make my own little book. I've had it. Because these like <laughs> well, little, little phrases. Little, but it really helped my mess. <laughs> little idioms to take around with you. Um, <laughs> little idioms from little idiots. Uh, but you, um, uh, well, I, but it really helped my mental health just getting into changing my, because my mindset was I have, I'm not as good as these people and I'll never be. That's because I've lost all my opportunities. And now it's, I have infinite opportunity. I'm always going to have infinite opportunity until the day I die. I can keep doing, I mean, I'm never going to be a prima ballerina, but it doesn't mean I can't do ballet. For example, you have to manage your expectations, but also realize you've got infinite opportunity. And that's my, that's where I've changed how I thought about stuff during, 
during lockdown. And that's why I'm putting out so many shows now because I'm like, I'll just keep going until, until every day, every hour, every minute, every second is Chris Purchase 24 seven. And my wife never sees me at the moment, <laughs> <laughs> even though I'm in the dining room. So have you got anything you're looking forward to right now? Um, uh, what, like a big thing? I'm looking forward to, um, I don't know, no, because I, I, I'm, you should have asked before the show so I could have had a talk, because there's nothing specific I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to uh, dinner. There's quite a nice dinner that my wife's <laughs> making. And my, uh, my tummy rumbling. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, the pandemic being done or a vaccine being made or something. I'm looking forward to tomorrow morning when, my, uh, when I've done the show, my kids have gone to school. It's just me and my wife in the house. And we just get that little half an hour before we start doing stuff. So I'll, I'll already have done the show and the girls will have come down and gone to school and got ready and stuff. But that little half an hour where we just talk to each other about dreams or a crossword she's doing or, you know, or not a crossword, but she has like word puzzles. And we'll just talk. It's just that half an hour when it's, when it's just us. So I kind of look forward to those like quiet moments. And then I'm also looking forward to the fact that tomorrow I'm going to start a new kind of stream that I've been working on for ages and um, I love new stuff. So um, yeah, those things, they're really simple. I'm not a, I look forward to the next day. Okay. So I shall put some plugs and things in the links cool. um, below the podcast for where, yeah. whichever platform you're streaming it on right now. If you just and go to my website, it's all on there. So That's your website the being the Chris purchase.com the Chris purchase.com. <laughs> Not the other. If you go to chrispurchase.com, it's a director, uh, and he got really annoyed at me for having um, my name as mm -hmm. the uh, as my Gmail address um, because his name was his Gmail address, and I was I was Chris T Purchase at Gmail, and he was Chris Purchase at Gmail, and he was getting my gig offers, and he was good for about a year, and then he got grumpy after the second year, and now I've not had anything, so I got lo loads of stuff went to that email address his email address that was for me and I never got it. So don't go to chrispurchase.com, go to thechrispurchase.com because when <laughs> that guy's domain is up, I'm coming for you, Chris Purchase. I'm coming for you. Your domain will be mine. <laughs> <laughs> like one domain to rule them all. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting chrispurchase.com, but I'm, it's thechrispurchase.com. Okay. Right, so I will finish the conversation here. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining me, Chris Purchase. Thank you, Thank you for having me, Donna. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. You've been listening to the Lemonade Budget for Champagne Social Butterflies with Donna Scott. Please like and subscribe. Give us a five-star review. I love you. Also check out Donna Scott Comedy on YouTube and my website, donna-scott.co.uk. Music, It Looks Like the Future But It Feels Like the Past by Dr. Turtle on Flush Your Rolex EP.